Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Brent Chappell, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. But could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Dan Chapel. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs: Darren Brown, Steve Maven. What's going, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are we all? Good, mate. Now, I just want to let everyone know, all the listeners out there, that Chaps is not actually in the Botany Studio today. Where, where are you, Chaps? I'm up here at beautiful Boomerang Beach in the Pacific Palms region, only 15, 20 minutes south of Foster, and I'm just walking down the street, boys, as, as, we, as we speak. How good's technology, hey? You can still do the show, and you don't even have to be in the studio. Don't have to be in the Botany Studios, boys. And we're glad to have you on board from up the coast, mate. So it's a miserable morning here in Sydney with rain falling on the studio roof. But we're going to push through. And what's on the show, chaps? I, I can't say the same up here, mate, up Boomerang. It's beautiful. The sun's shining. The birds are chirping, as you can hear. But on the show, we're going to recap that loss to the storm Thursday night down there at Amy Park. Where we got off to a bit of a slow start there. We're going to get one of these great South Juniors to come through in the last few years Campbell Graham the big bean pole he's going to come into studio with the boys and our remembering a rabbit this week is one of the real unsung heroes of the club Ernie Hamilton also NRL News we're going to preview that game next weekend on Saturday 5.30pm against the Manly Ringer Seagulls boys okay let's start with a congratulations to Les Brennan for being awarded life membership during the week and we featured him on Remembering a Rabbitoh. Chaps, that was a good one. And Oh, he just had that one year where he just he just blew the doors off, boys. I think he had 27 or 29 tries in a season. Still a record, club record in a season. He, he's one of the real all-time greats of the club. And it was great to see him being recognised last week. And we've shared most of our segments of Remembering a Rabbitoh as standalone content. But we haven't done that one. So you can expect to see that in the next few days. We'll put that up in a tribute to the great Les Brennan. On the YouTube channel? On our YouTube channel, Rabbitohs Radio. Go ahead there and subscribe. Follow us there. We love the numbers and we love you supporting us. There's plenty us. of good content on there, mate, that um, YouTube channel. Worth, worth a, definitely worth a look. 100%. Yep. And just quickly on that, we shared a video last week with Gary Wright setting up Ziggy Niscott for a try. That was in 1980 and the great Ray Warren was calling that game. Then on Thursday night for the opening of the NRL season, South Sea the Storm. The great Ray Warren still calling 41 years later. Amazing. He's a great, great. He's, a, he's an icon of our game, Ray Warren, and we'd love he, to have him. He's an icon of Australian sport, boys. Let, let's not just talk about our game. He's an icon of Australian sport. Done a few Olympics and all that. And geez, what, what, what's better than listening to Ray call a gold medal winning moment? You know? Yep. Nothing better. Champion. 
And also, a shout-out to our friends in the borough, Rabbitohs members, the Pathways, former players, members, coaches, staff, players, family, sponsors, and our global ambassadors. And for everyone who listens around the world, connecting the Rabbitohs community. And Brownie, we now have 16 global ambassadors on board. Yeah, we do. Ryan McGee in Virginia, USA. Tim Mason, Toronto, Canada. Our very own Beck Eakin in Port Macquarie, New South Wales. Nathan Durkin from the Rugby League Guru. He's in Sydney. If you haven't heard his podcast, jump on there and have a listen to the Guru. Luke Chicka Carroll, Scott Brooks from Wollongong, Paul Brown from Sanua, Bali. I'm glad we've got someone in Bali, Mavo, and I can't wait to get back there. Yeah, 100%. We'll talk about him in a moment. Jonathan Davies, the Welsh Wizard. Brendan Talitsky from the Central Coast. I met Brendan at the Rabbitohs launch, a tremendous fella, champion bloke. And he was impressed with your, um, your suit, Brownie, because he went there. I spoke to him after it, and he said, I thought I was going to be a bit larish with my sort of my blue suit jacket, but then he said the great man Brownie rocked up, and he, he, he was rocking something pretty similar. <laughs> he was very impressed. You trumped him. Oh, you've got, you've got to look the goods when you go to them events. You do. <laughs> Who else we got? Mike Simpson from Brisbane. We've got Jack Kingsley from Vancouver, Canada. Kingy, former Maroubra boy chaps. Yeah. He's actually a stuntman and everything in Hollywood. He's done all sorts of things. Uh, Jack, he, he's a great man. Big wave charger, snowboarder extraordinary. Now he's, uh, now he's into the art of breaking horses in over there in uh, Canada. But um, shout out to you, Jack. Good yeah. stuff, Kingy. Cool. And number 12, chaps, is a relative of yours. Well, it's a relative of my wife, mate. Yeah, she's um, from South America, the, the country of, of Chile. So shout out to you, Belen Ugarte. She's um, from not too far from the capital, between the capital and Viña del Mar, boys. It's a, real, uh, it's a real agricultural area where they grow all the fruit and veggies for the region. And she's a lovely lovely lady. She's really great with my kids when we're over there. But um, good to have someone in that part of the world. Number 13, Naza Bogar from Papua New Guinea. 14 is Brent Foster from La Jolla in California. Jeffrey Jouvray from Avignon in France. And Tony Dunn from Kitzbühel, Austria. So, Mavo, we've got 16 global ambassadors now and uh, like I said, we'll talk more about them but we're going to talk about a few today. Just a couple, like Jonathan Davies, the Welsh whiz. He supports some great causes over there in the UK and he's an expert commentator. So we're so indebted to you, the Wiz, for coming on board. So I spoke to my mate Paul Brown from Sanua Bali and we actually went there last year in January for the opening and it was an unreal night. Uh, they put a pig on a spit, the Bubby Gulling, mm. and it's on Sanua, which is on the other side of Bali. Yeah, that's where that's where you get the, the boats from yep. to go over to Lombongan. To the Lombongan, yeah. Well, you wouldn't believe it, boys. I got married in Sanua. Oh, oh, really? They're struggling over there at the moment, aren't they? Well, they're struggling, but he's still open, and it's the Bali Borough. So once we get back to normal, we'll be going over there, and we want any Rabbitohs fans that are over in Bali to go and support our global ambassador, Paulie Brown. Definitely, I'll be there. As soon as I get to Bali, I'll be heading straight up there. Former botany boy. And chaps, Tony Dunn from Kitzbühel, Austria. We got him on board. We said it last week. We wanted to speak to him, and he's, he's come through for us. Mad rabbit hole is. Yeah, it's in it's in the state of like, Tyrol in the Austrian Alps region. Now I had a couple of text messages back and forth with him the other day, Tone, and he was telling me that uh, he's actually a, a tour manager 
So he's been, um, he's also running a pub. And when COVID hit, he was working on a tour, the Khalees tour. I don't know if anyone knows this, this mob, but anyway, he caught a photo up of her and she's, uh, she looks like some, some young star up in the European region. And he also said, I've got an interesting fact, boys, about our, um, our man from Export Freight Systems, Ian McLucas. Now, he went to school with Ian. Oh, wow. They both, played, mm. they both played rugby together in the under-16 days, so it didn't sound like it was a very high level. And Tony <laughs> was captain. Tony was captain, and they shared the goal-kicking duties. And I said, what was the percentage? He said, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how's that? Our, our foundation sponsor, Ian McLucas from Export Freight Systems, and now we've got his mate, Tony Dunn, all the way over in Austria as a global ambassador. So they also said, we didn't win a game that season. <laughs> so they, they, done it, they said like they've done it pretty tough, the under-16 dudes, boys. And that's what Rabbitohs Radio Podcast is all about, connecting the Rabbitohs community. Exactly right. Indeed. Now, Jeff Giffray, my mate, the Frenchman, we've been mates for a long time, and he sent me an email about his story the other day, and it's a sensational story, and I'm going to share it on our episode webpage, a link to that, because it's a story all on its own, but just a quick summary is a Frenchman that loves rugby league is a bit of a rarity, but he grew up loving rugby league, and back in the day, they used to just get VHS tapes of all the NRL games, and they would pass them around like it was like it was going viral videos back in the day, but passing them around. Anyway, the Canberra game that I'm remembered for, that was passed around as the Maven show. Oh, have you got the Maven show? <laughs> and um, so, yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, and so. I can relate to that because when I was in the UK, I used to get my nan to send over videos uh, of the games. Uh, back then, you know, Sky and uh, they didn't televise all the games. But yeah, you, you wanted to keep up to date uh, with some of the games, and you were a couple of weeks behind, mm. but still, it was just good to watch the footy. You're a rugby league mad, Brown. That's unreal. <laughs> so yeah, me and Jeff have been mates for years and years, and on Facebook, and we had this incredible meeting on the Could You to Bondi Walk, just walking past, and Jeff goes, "Oh, Steve Maven." I went, "Yeah." He goes, "Jeff Jeffrey." Your mate from Facebook. Went, oh, it was just a chance meeting, and so and so that story <laughs> wow. is that story is incredible, and I'm going to share it. And he's our global ambassador in Avignon, France, beautiful part of the world, south of France. So he's given us a foothold there. And mate, if you're listening now, thank you very very much. A mad rugby league town, yes. And Nasa Boga from Papua New Guinea, mate. Tell what? us a little bit about Nasa, my man Nasa. We've shared a couple of his photos he sent me, and. One of them was shared by Russell Crowe to all his followers on Twitter. I've uh, seen that. Yeah, the Tobu Rabbitohs. And he gave me a bit of a rundown, said they compete in the Cloudy Bay Rugby League Association. And their village was split into two. So they've got the Tobu Rabbitohs and they've got the Tobu Sea Eagles. Yeah. And they got the kit and all of that. But well, um, yeah, I've, I've played a, over there, Brownie, and it's a, it's a real eye-opener, that country. Well, it is. I was just going to say, Mavo, I've played a trial over there. I was with the Penrith Panthers at the time and... We played a trial against the Brisbane Broncos. Now, the, the Broncos were full of superstars. Alfie Langer, Kevy Walters, Wendell Saylor. I think Lottie oh, Takiri wow. might have been playing. And, mate, they just love their footy over there. The ground was absolutely packed mm. for a trial. Now, I don't know, and some of the listeners might know, they might have been to the ground over there. The ground is surrounded by hills, mountains, and... Even the mountains were full of people. They were <laughs> up in trees, Yep, all up the wow. hills. They just love their footy over there. And after the game, 
the game had finished. And what they do, everyone runs onto the field. Yep. Well, they just all mobbed Alfie. Mm. And dead set, I think it's the army. They were walking around with machine guns and, and tear gas. And they had to let <laughs> off all this tear gas to, to sort of like get the people away from Alfie and all the fans. And anyway, they ushered them on the bus. And next minute, they're banging on the bus. And yep. All the way. That's just a, that's a, amazing scenes, and oh, you can probably um, chat to a lot of the Australian players that have gone over there and played in the Prime Minister's thirteen, mm. and they'll probably tell you the same story. But yeah, well, I'm going to tell you the same story because we went there before you were at South. Same thing happened. That must be what they do. They start a ride after the game, the tear gas, and banging on the bus. <laughs> but one thing I do, one thing I do remember from PNG is how beautiful a country it is. We went on a cruise, and it's. I was so surprised how it's magnificent. It's just tropical paradise. It's a lovely country, but, you know, but they love rugby league, and I think they're the only country that rugby league is their number one sport. You get into the beetle nut? Yeah, oh, we try, but, it, you know, you bite, you <laughs> chew your teeth off, and I don't know how they do it, but anyway. Yeah. Rain is falling here. We apologise again, but we can't control the elements. Brownie, you got some sad news. Yeah, we have a good friend of the show and a, and a champion fella, Adam Madison, who's helped us out immensely along the way mm. in terms of the business side of things of the podcast. Sadly, he lost his grandmother during the week. June Tippett passed away on the 4th of March at the age of 91. June loved her family, her community and her beloved Rabbitohs and was a respected member of the Phillip Bay and La Perouse community. As a barmaid in the 50s and 60s, she served many Rabbitohs players and officials in the bars around Redfern, and from the 70s to the 90s around the Maroubra and Botany areas, with over 20 years doing the early opener shift at the Botany Bay Hotel. There you go. She might have seen us there a couple of times, Mavo. Yeah, the now closed Botany Bay Hotel. Yeah, June. June loved and knew many of the players of the 60s and 70s, but was equally thrilled to see the 2014 Rabbitohs Grand Final win. When she physically couldn't go to the games anymore, she would watch the games at home and scream at the television to the point where neighbours would pop over to make sure she was okay. (laughs) What a legend. (laughs) Her favourite players were John Lurch O'Neill and Bob Macca McCarthy. Well, you couldn't have got two better players. Two of the greats. Two of the greats. June was a tough woman from a tough era with a heart of gold. She requested that attendees at her funeral wear tinges of cardinal and myrtle. Nice. The family were touched with messages from Blake Solly, Shannon Donato and Keith McGraw being read at her funeral. Now, I attended the funeral. Uh, it was a beautiful service down there at the church at Little Bay just as you drive into the coast golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were bagpipes playing. Al Daly from Bunnaby Water did the welcome to country yep. because she had both Scottish and Indigenous descent. Right. So it was just okay. a, it was just a beautiful, touching funeral. But more importantly, she had red and green descent, boys. And uh, as the hearse took June out to lay her to rest, the mighty. Glory, glory was played. To Maddo, our condolences, mate, and rest in peace. Yeah, condolences to the family. 
Rest in peace. Yeah, I echo those sentiments after the Madison family. Yeah. Okay, let's get on to the Rabbitohs and Storm game recap. And the other night I went on SEN 1170 radio with Chris Warren on his show Higher Ground. That was a good chat, Mova. Thanks, mate. And we'll just play a little bit of audio of that now. I reckon, okay, he topped the try-scoring chart last year, didn't he, Alex Johnson? But mm. I reckon he's going to be up there again. Um, at the, the service that he's going to get from the inside is, uh, it just looks so impressive. Oh, well, AJ's a great player. And like we talked about it on the show again, he, he won the try-scoring last year and he missed the first two games. But now he's off mm. to a double this year. So if you're on him for a leading try-scorer, you'd have to be fairly confident with the start you got. So, yeah, he's a nice guy, Chris Warren. And we mentioned his dad, the great Ray Warren. And his brother, Mark, is a champion guy too. And, yeah, that was I nice play, of him. I, play, I played against Chris. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mentioned that in the interview. There was a, a game where they he played for West and played against you and a lot of our mates. And he was playing with Cement Gillespie and Bob Linder and Andrew Farrer. So it was a pretty star-studded oh, wow. side. Out, outfit. Yeah, so anyway, so I talked about the game and that was... Some of my thoughts were just shared there. But how did you see it, boys? Well, look, it wasn't the result that we are looking for. But I thought there was a lot of positives to come out of the game. Melbourne just, they blew us away in the, in the first 30 minutes. I don't think any side would, would have went with them. It, it all started from the first set, didn't it, chaps, with, a, with an offload. It was an offload and a tackle one. It was an offload and tackle one, exactly right. And, and they went, and they went, you know, 20 or 30 metres downfield and they're playing the ball on the second tackle nearly on our 50 metre line and they marched down the field. I think there was another offload in that set as well. And next minute we were just on the back foot for, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and and we really couldn't recover. And the way they the way they go sort of, if they get a little quick play of the ball, the way they push it wide really quick, play with a lot of width and then turn you back underneath and we just couldn't recover. The first try was very much similar though. They've got it out wide pretty quick to, to Munster and he turned um, the pap underneath and we just we were standing flat footed it was sort of really stunned, stunned the Rabbitohs I think that first year even that first three or four minutes like the, the pace in which they started that game was I don't think anyone in the competition would go with them boys, well no well, like you just said chaps the pace of the game the way the game's played today just nearly, you've nearly got to play a 10 out of 10 game uh, to, to win uh, against any team really and um, unfortunately, we came up short in, in a few areas where you've got to be really good, and you know a couple of them areas is uh, ball control. I think we well, seven and errors, boys, not yeah. good enough. I think eleven of them came from our starting back line for whatever reason. They're under pressure and, and popped up eleven errors from your back line. It's not going to win you many contests. Thirty-eight percent with the ball, yeah, percent possession, yeah, and, and sixty-three yeah. percent completion. No, you, yeah, it's just not good enough. You can't win games like that, and. Pappenhausen and Munster superstars. They've got Harry Grant coming back in. So they're going to be very hard to beat. But let's look at some of the positives in our game. Latrell Mitchell had a blind. He scored a try. Oh, set he was one good, up. boys. He was good. He was yep. really good. Yep, he was. And, and, and we're good for a long period of time there. I thought we had great momentum uh, in, in that middle period of the game. And we, we got into a position where we only fell like six points behind and were coming home strong. And I thought it was only a couple of poor referee decisions mm. that stopped oh, our momentum. Penalty. Was the gay guy on uh, Jerome Hughes? That, that, yeah. That, is that a penalty or what? Nah, no, that was ordinary. I don't want to harp on about referee decisions. Well, never, that, that was never, a real momentum killer, that one. That was Neither ordinary. do I, but yeah. at the end of the day, 
like we had momentum and uh, I believe that that stopped our momentum and, and probably mm. cost us the game. And one of the reasons we got that momentum was when Joy Arrow came onto the field, making his debut for the Rabbitohs. It was pretty impressive, chaps, wasn't it? What a debut. Was it a buck 78 metres on the ground? His foot speed, he had a little bit of agility. Defensively, he sort of led the line speed when he came in. I thought Keon Kalamatangi was, was brilliant off the bench as well. All our bench, oh, sure. all our bench players, chaps, were really good. Benji? Oh, Benji. Yeah, what about Benji? A, what about the, he had a hand in all? He had a hand in all three trials. Benji. Yeah, um, so you, you got to take that off, him. So what's an interesting dynamic now? Is this going to continue, Chaps and Brownie? What, what What do you think there? Well, I think it will because he he adds that versatility, and he come on the other night and he he added spark. He can play a number of different roles. He can play he can play nine. He can go on a, and be an organizer. Mm. Well, like the other night. Wayne, I seen Wayne in a press conference and he said, well, I wasn't going to, at 18 nil, I wasn't going to throw another forward in there to have a hit up. Yeah. I needed to, somebody that was going to create something. Yeah, and and that's no disrespect to the players that we had out there. Mm. Because but I did thought, you see who he replaced? Did you see who he replaced? Sua. Yeah. And he came on and played the edge back row and he's brilliant. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Basically, basically he played like a link man, didn't he? Yeah. He so did. He just, got our, he just got our halves a little bit wider to sort of attack their edges, which is what mm. we were trying to do. Was we're trying to pick out young Remus Smith and uh, uh, George Jenny. So they were the mm. new guys in the squad. But mm. what we didn't realise, what we didn't say in our preview the other week, is Melbourne was doing the exact same thing to Campbell Graham and Man Two. Have never played together either. Yeah, and they exposed go. us on the opposite side of the field. So it was a bit of a, a game of chess there, and, and Melbourne. Melbourne come up with a checkmate pretty early in that first half. Was yeah, and look, Melbourne are Melbourne and. Like we just said before, you've got to be playing a 10 out of 10 game to beat Melbourne. And unfortunately, we come up a little bit short, but a lot of positives to take out of the game. So to all our listeners and the supporters out there, don't be disheartened with that result. Get behind us, because I believe there's a win coming up next week against Manly. Okay, let's move on to Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs. And we're going to have a show up there for the 5.30 game on Saturday in the Henry Morris Bar, Legends Lounge, the newly refurbished red and green How good is it? Bar. It's really, really good. We were up there last week. Yep, with Maroon and Scott Keddies. How was that, boys? I missed that one. I would have liked to have been there for that. No, it was really good, chaps. Yeah, it was a good night up there, and we're really looking forward to next Saturday night when we are up there doing our show. And recently I was just made a life member of the juniors after 35 years of continuous membership and I'm quite proud of that that's outstanding Mova and I've spent a lifetime visiting the club and some of my earliest memories as a kid were at the club and I actually married my wife Samantha in 1994 in the Holy Trinity Church right next door to the club and we had our wedding reception up in the Sky Lounge what used to be called the Sky Lounge at the time so yeah and then last night I had dinner up there with the family at Pinocchio's and from the moment we walked in the room just smelled of great food and it was a busy night. I spoke to George, the manager there, and he told us that business has picked up. You're a local up there, aren't you? I'm a, yes, after last year's COVID drama. Well, I'm a life member. That's what I am. That's right. Let's move on to... I love showing people the card. It's got life member written on it. Anyway, Brent Reid reported on Triple I know, you've got to stop pulling that out. You keep pull, you pull it out at work all the time. I'm sick of seeing it. I'm proud of it. Who can say that? You know, I'm not a life member yeah. of many things, but... Anyway, I'm a life member of the Juniors Group of Clubs. So, Rabbitohs News, Brent Reid reported on Triple M that South will offer Renault a two-year deal next week with a pay cut, and he says he will take it. Well, 
I told all the listeners on the show a couple of weeks ago that the club and Renault will come to some sort of agreement in a few weeks and we will have our skipper on board for two more years. And by all reports, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we can't see him playing for anyone else, boys. And I'm sure Adam wouldn't want to play for anyone else. And if it, if it means taking a pay cup, Adam quite happy to do that and remain in the red and green for the rest of his career and I reckon he'll have a job at the Rabbitohs after he retires anyway boys also on the top four podcasts this week they gave us another mention Brownie they talked about our footy cards Mark Ellison's footy card from the Sharks and Shannon had a footy card and then they showed your one and then my one and talked about the value well I, I checked the value of your one now it is signed the one that Jeremy had I got on eBay had a look it's valued at $29.09. So, well, that's all right. Well, you'd be able to get a Galo's pie. <laughs> I don't think you'll get a six pack. Reach the million dollars like Tom Brady's car did. You never know. You never know. Once this podcast, <laughs> once the world. <laughs> I might auction it off. You should. You I'll should. start at $29. I'll be to 29 29 29 it is. Do I see 30 in the room? I'll be to 30 30 $31 it uh-huh. is. I'll be to 31 chaps up there at Boomerang. <laughs> Should we auction that one off um, 5.30 up the juniors pre-game? Yeah. That game? I think it'll be good. Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just play it. In saying that, I've had a few clubs, so I've got a few footy cards. Yeah. So yeah. all mine might add up to the value of yours. Your one. I love footy. How, good, love how good is mine, I was, I was a massive collector, mate. You know, you get, open it up, you get the bit of, stick of chewing gum out of it. I'd always put aside all the ordinary clubs I didn't like, like Granada and the Roosters. Yeah. <laughs> we go up and, and play... Closest to the wall flicks and that. And, oh, mate, I loved it up there at South Fuji Public what, School. I was, what I was about, one of the better footy, footy car flickers, I tell you. What about if you had a double of a great player and you went to school and, and you're offering everyone swapsies and, no, oh, I, don't, I don't want that one. I've already got him. I've already got him. Mm. And then you I'll see, see one. Then you see one that you haven't got. Yeah, I'll, I'll swap you him. Oh, hey, no. wasn't, it good to, wasn't, wasn't it good to hear Jeremy like just, just hear a little bit more about Jeremy because we only see him in the media role. He doesn't tell you anything about himself, but just the the fact that he was a mad mad South Sydney fan and he collected all the cards as a footy fan. It, mm. It's great to get to know Jeremy a little bit more. Obviously, we we know Ella and uh, and Shannon Donato a fair bit, and they're absolute characters. But it's great it's great to listen to someone like uh, a legend of the club like Jeremy Monaghan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, it is. you I don't think you're going to be retiring on card collection with me in it, Jeremy, but you know, 30, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, it's good that you've showcased us on the show and they've got some great banter, Brownie. They have and I love it. I love listening to it. I messaged Shannon the other day and said to him how much I, I love the show because both you and I, Mavo, we came through that same era that Shannon played in and Mark Ellison. The stories that they tell and the players that they mention, we can relate to all that. And it just brings back so many great memories when I listen to it. And, and Shannon's very humble. He talked his career, but Shannon was a—he was a great player. Shannon, especially for the junior system, he was, he was a great player. He's one funny man. He's what? He's so humble how he downplays that he, he, he's saying he couldn't play. That's the running joke, but it's far from the truth, chaps. Like you said, it is definitely oh, very far from the truth, mate. Yep. So yeah, we're on the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. We'll share the top four podcasts if you want to go down to the episode webpage now. And don't forget to tell people about us. Subscribe, follow. And word of mouth is a valuable thing. So tell your friends.
Let's chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Okay, Rabbitohs Radio listeners, we've got Boom, South Sydney Junior, Tanner, Campbell Graham in studio. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Campbell. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Now, where are you from and what was it like growing up there? I grew up in Kensington, lived in Malabar for a couple of years and then moved back to Kensington. Yeah, I went to Marsland College Ramwick, played my junior Not footy. Not a bad school, mate. I went there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chaps was a... Marcel boy, <laughs> yeah, he's bred a few um few good players over the years too. So Definitely. um, yeah, and no, I enjoyed my time there. Um, I played my junior footy as a Maroubra Lion until I was about uh, fifteen, then played uh, sixteen, seventeen as a Wombat. Loved my time playing junior footy too. Made some good mates and um got coached by a few um you know different type of people. Um, who Scotty, were some of your coaches there? Um, Nat Wood and Scotty Wilson were my Wombats coaches, oh, yeah, so yeah. Um, they were pretty oh, loose. Wow. Yeah. Two legends. Mad Monday would have been good. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was a party at the back of Scotty's house, so yeah, you can imagine what that was like. But um, no, it was uh, oh, wow. good fun, definitely. But um, yeah, and then I, I sort of you know ended up playing a bit of you know twenties and that. But yeah, I love my time um, playing, you know, juniors at both clubs, and um, I really enjoy playing school footy too. That's a fun way to play footy with a bunch of your schoolmates. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. Did you come through the juniors pathway system like the Harold Matts and the Estuary Ball? Yeah, the first um, the first time I pulled on a bunnies jersey was for junior bunnies under 15s. I remember I didn't make uh, 13s or 14s, and I was pretty spewing about that. But then when I got a crack at 15s, that was a, a great experience for me. You know, even though it's just development system, uh, you know, we got to go away to the snow and yeah. that was an unreal trip. Yeah. And then after that, I, I played Harold Matz my own age and then played SG Ball a year up and then went straight to 20s from there. So, yeah. Were you always a tall kid or did you have a bit of a growth spurt somewhere along the line? Yeah, I was always a bit of a string beam. Um, I sort <laughs> of really uh, was quite skinny and, and long. Still am, but um, your, bro- your brother Fraser is the yeah, same. Yeah, he? yeah, he's he's a bit thicker than me now, but I think that's from all the beers he drinks on the weekend. Because <laughs> uh, uh, you're six foot five, you're quite, you're quite yeah, a tall yeah. Man. Um, my brother's probably the same, but yeah, I was I was always pretty tall, probably um, you know around sixteen, seventeen is when I, I really started to um, you know grow. Yeah, and then um, you know ever since then I've sort of just been trying to fill out my frame, so that's coming along slowly. Did you always play in the backs, mate, through the juniors? Yeah, I'd always played in the centres, um, you know, since I started playing footy when I was about nine. Um, and then, you know, obviously I, I ventured out into the wing, um, played schoolboys on the wing and then played under-20s on the wing and then obviously debuted in the NRL on the wing and played almost 50 games there. So um, my first 50 games and then, um, you know, 2019 I played a couple of games of centre and then um, obviously last year I played most of the season there and, yeah. Yeah. On the South Sydney Rabbitohs Almanac, where we get our playing numbers, you're 11.30... Um, 1136. 11.36, there yeah. you go. We usually say that at the start. Yeah. I've got you as Campbell Herb Graham. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, I don't know if you've watched the show Two and a Half Men much, but um, there's a character on there. Oh, His yes. name's Herb. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're look, you're looking at you now, yes, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stretch is sort of taken over now, though, uh, yep. at the club. A lot of a lot of boys and uh, the staff call me Stretch, so that's sort of stuck. Mate, you mentioned your debut before. Tell us a little bit about that day. Yeah, that was a, a bit different. Yeah, I remember I was uh, prepping to play a 20s game that night and uh, I trained with the first grade a little bit throughout uh, the last, like the previous weeks. Um, I did a captain's run the week before. I was just filling in. Um, I think Heimel Hunt couldn't make it. So um, I was just filling in and then, uh, you know, the next week I, I trained with the 20s and did the captain's run with the 20s and then um, I woke up that morning and, I remember I was just sitting at home. I had trials from HSC, so we weren't at school. Um, I think it was a Friday, so we were just chilling. And then um, I got a call from Madge, and I sort of I, – I didn't expect to play, but I thought maybe I'd be 18th man or something like that. Instantly, I got a bit nervous, and he sort of just straight up told me um, that, you know, he was um, – you know, he wanted me to play tonight. Robert Jennings had come down with a knee injury, and he wasn't fit to play, so he wanted me to play on the wing. Oh, nice, mate. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was only a couple of weeks after your 18th birthday. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, oh, yeah, it was. A, it was a few weeks after my 18th birthday, and um, I'd actually you had weren't a, hung over still. Nah, <laughs> nah, I was all right by then. But um, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd had it. You know, if it was Fraser, he would have been. Yeah, he'd probably <laughs> still be going. So, <laughs> cool. And you just won that game too. 26-24 win. You beat the Dragons. So yeah, that was, that was a great game. I remember. I think Bryson Goodwin scored in the corner late in the game to uh, seal it. So, yeah. nice. Johnny Sutton led that comeback from memory. I think I was sitting next to your family at the game. And you came over after the game was over and you came and, and uh, hugged and shook, shook hands with all your friends over on that. Yeah. That, call it the Southwestern yeah. corner, mate. I was sitting right next to them. Mate. Yeah, nice. Yes, CG. I'm going mad, all your mate. <laughs> <laughs> so also your first try. Can you remember that one? Yeah, I can. It wasn't very eventful. Um, it was just down at, um, it was at Newcastle. Uh, it was the first game I played in 2018. Um, I didn't start the season in 2018. Um, it was about round nine, I think I played. And Rano just threw me a beautiful long ball, caught the ball five metres out and just strolled over. So, yeah, nothing, nothing too different, but it was definitely special. I won't forget it. So nice, mate. And we looked at that game and Greg Inglis was in the centres and captain that day, I think. Mm-hmm. What was it like to play alongside the great GI? Yeah, that was... It was really surreal, really, because, um, you know, I'd always, you know, almost seen him as like a... You know, a, a real superstar, which he was, and almost like a celebrity status. And then to be, you know, playing next to him and you know watching what he can do on the footy field and the training, it was it was unreal. And um, it's definitely something that um, you know I'm proud of and grateful for already in my career that I was able to play, you know, on the same field and in the same team as Greg. So um, yeah, made a couple other legends you played with, and you just mentioned him before, Sutter, yeah, as a local junior. And Sam Burgess, yep. who I believe is probably one of the best players we've ever seen in the game. Definitely. A forward, anyway. Yeah. What was it like playing with them too? Uh, same sort of deal. Um, you know, growing up, they were always sort of, you know, the, the superstars around here. And, uh, you know, being from South Sydney, you, you really, um, you know, look up to those blokes and you really, um, really appreciate what they do for the club. And, you know, what they both of those players have done for the club is, you know, second to none pretty much. And, you know, Sam, just his aggression and leadership and his intensity was, you know, really special for our group and, um, you know, really allowed us to take in a strong mindset and he, he sort of followed, he sort of led by his, um, 
his actions. And then Sutto, uh, you know, he, he's got a wonderful mind for the game and he still is helping us today uh, in the coaching staff. And, um, you know, he, he's someone that's, you know, really easy to talk to and he, he gets along with all the boys and, yeah, he's just his knowledge of the game is is crazy. So yeah, definitely, mate. The legacy they've left on the club is unbelievable, and like you just said, it's great to see Sutto putting back into the club now and and helping us out with yeah. the blue shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, having him around training every week, and um, you know, just just giving his little uh, you know pieces of advice to players is is you know, really helpful for us, and it's going to be um, important for us moving forward. It's priceless. I mean, you're in a you're an experienced player now and one of the senior players, but for them young kids coming through, they must be in awe of it. Absolutely. I remember when I when I started, um, you know, in first grade, Sutter was one of the people that, um, you know, really, you know, assisted me in adjusting um, just little things that, you know, he thought I could do better and um, even just outside of footy, um, you know, just having an older bloke that, uh, you know, sort of gets it and, uh, you know, pretty much, um, you know, can... You can talk to about you know anything really, so that yeah, was good. Chaps, you, your, uh, your good mate Sutter. Oh, he's a legend, Sutter. Just uh, he's very humble. He never never wants to talk about himself, and he's normally talking about someone else. You know, talking yeah. other people up. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just so grateful that he's still a part of the club and, and passing on all his um, leadership and knowledge down to the next generation, and also coaching that 19 team. Well, we've been going out and watching him. You can see he put a bit of his class on that side there. They're lapping terms for the last few weeks. So. Yeah. Brilliant, a, mate. Absolute legend. Now, last year, mate, you had this purple patch of try scoring when you scored 10 tries in seven consecutive games, including three doubles. Mm. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I can't really take the credit too much for, you know, that, um, you know, the tries that I score. A lot of it comes off, um, you know, playmakers and, uh, you know, Cody and, and Reno, that their um their attack is unreal, and um you know you're lucky enough to play outside blocks like that. Tries just come, so you know a lot of them were sort of just off the back of um you know our shape and the shapes we run at training, and I was just fortunate to be you know on the left wing or um you know wherever the tries were being scored. So yeah. I think you've been a bit humble there, mate. You were on fire, <laughs> but uh the last try in that stretch was in the famous 60-8 to eight demolition of the Roosters in round 24. Oh, didn't you, we love that one? What are your <laughs> memories of that game that will long live in the South fans' uh, memory? Yeah, it's, um, you know, one of the most enjoyable games I've played in. Obviously, um, you know, being a South junior, you always have that, um, you know, sort of you want to get up for the Roosters game. Um, you know, you, you really want to... We know, we know. Yeah, that's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, the come over a performance like that it was um, you know really satisfying and it, it put us in good stead for the finals coming up and um, you know it sort of felt like we finally were you know putting all the pieces together all our training and our attack just flowed that night and um, when we hit 60 I remember Renault I think he kicked the goal on the siren to make it 60 and yeah. you know that was sort of the nail in the coffin you know to get to 60 was uh, pretty special and yeah it's definitely a game I won't forget What What is it about that passion I mean uh, we, we've played there and we've gone through it but you just explained it. How come there's so much passion? Obviously, they're just down the road. Yeah, I think that's um, you know that's got a massive thing to do with it. Is just you know coming growing up, you you know you you meet blokes and um, you know you're around like even mates who you know go for roosters and support roosters and you go for South and um, yeah, you, you do just get passionate about it and um, even just the area, you know, um, 
uh, you know, blokes from Bondi, and then you know you got your blokes from Aruba and that. Um, you know, sort of. And they're trying to claim, could you? Exactly, that's, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, they our, do. that's our territory. It is. <laughs> yeah, uh, we love it. We love the. They band. can stay. They can. They can have from Bondi all the way to Vaucluse, down there to Watson's <laughs> Bay. That's the area. <laughs> so, mate, we had a bit of a ordinary loss. Well, it wasn't ordinary. The, the team went okay the other night, but. So we'll just move on. So what's the week been like now? Well, you've got a long turnaround into this Manly game. So yeah. how, how's the team going and what's involved this week? Yeah, so we had the weekend off. You know, we'll be back in tomorrow to do a review of the game and then after that we'll dump it. Uh, we'll move on to Manly. Yeah, and just focus on, you know, what we can do better, not so much what the Storm did to us. You know, they. I thought, you know, our, our start to the game wasn't good enough and, um to be honest, at the back end of last year, our starts of the game were letting us down as well. You now we're letting teams get out to you know ten nil, like eighteen nil before we um, sort of started flowing. So, and against a team like Melbourne in Melbourne, you can't do that. And you know they made us pay. Um, you know I thought our second half was improved, and um, that just came off the back of you know running harder and, and tackling harder. Really, um, you know, we sort of identified that was the one thing that you know we definitely could have done better was come out with more intensity and. Um, you know, like I said, you give Melbourne, you know, an inch and they'll take a mile. So yeah, Campbell, you just mentioned the review, and just let the listeners know, and it's probably changed since we played. We had to put the VHS in and watch <laughs> the whole game. Yeah. Is that what happened these days, or do you do it individually, or they both? You know, you've got your attacking coach and your defensive coach. Do they go through separate parts? Yeah. Um. So Benny Hornby runs the attack, and he'll have his clips from the game. He'll cut them up and, um, you know, things that we did well and things we didn't do so well, um, opportunities for future weeks that, uh, you know, he wants us to work on. And, and then JD will run our defensive, you know, our defensive review, and he'll have, again, clips that he wants us to improve on and clips that, you know, we did well. And, and then Wayne will sort of have an overview of the whole thing and, um, you know, have his spill on it and, we used to have to sit there and watch the whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we? The times have changed. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and it'll be like at the 63rd minute, you, you do this and do that. <laughs> yeah, but, and that's yeah. a, that was a good question. That's interesting that you that, that they chop it up like that and it's uh, just focuses on the specific yeah. needs of the team yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. we've got, we got an app as well called Huddle, um, you know, where they, they, they put all the clips up and you can go and watch it in your own time as well. So. Cool. And that's right through the pathways that huddle up, isn't it? Or right down to the, the yeah. maps and everything. Yeah, I and believe it is now, yeah. Down there, use it, yeah. 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 And, and just say so we're playing Manly this week and you want to have a look at the opposing centre, you can just punch in their name and all his stats will come up and, and some of his highlights. His runs and that, yeah. And then throughout the week, um, you know, Benny or whoever, or JD, will, you know, they'll put up clips of Manly for us to watch and, and they'll have a, um, you know, in the top of the clip, they'll have a, um, you know, a little subtitle saying, you know, what to look at in the clip and all that kind of thing. Oh, so, good yeah. stuff. Cool. Times have changed, Mavo. Yes. <laughs> now, mate, you've had a bit of rep honours. I think you played for Australia in the President's 13 and you've played against Fiji and you've played in the nines for the Aussies too. Yeah, that was a good experience for me. Um, it all sort of came out of nowhere, to be honest. I remember um, at the end of that season, the only team that I had got selected for uh, for representative honours was the Junior Kangaroos, the under-23s that year. And then I believe Curtis Scott may have got injured. Someone got injured and, and I got called into the Prime Minister's 13. Sorry, I got called into Prime Minister's 13 and then I'd played that game. And then in that game, Curtis Scott had got injured who was supposed to play in the nines. And then Mal came up to me, Mal Meninga came up to me and said, um, you know, there's a spot in the nines now and we want you to you know, be a part of it. So I thought, yeah, for sure. It's, you know, as much as 
you know representative games I can play the better so um, and that that was a good three weeks it's they all the camps sort of flowed into one I went from Prime Ministers over in Fiji which is a great experience and then the Nines in Parramatta which we won which was again you know something that um, was different and uh, you know great experience and then after that we played in the 23s which is a fun camp as well. And we spoke to Freddie last year and you know your name was mentioned as Origin so you'd obviously you'd love to be able to get involved in that but I think wanted to ask you too about the injury that ended your season early last year so yeah it was a bit of a weird one um in the roosters game actually i'd, I'd sort of copped a knock um, on my pelvis and um sort of um you know made all the tendons and that a week around my groin and then i was battling it for you know a few weeks i remember going into the, the newcastle game i wasn't 100 percent but obviously it's a finals game, so you sort of grit your teeth and get on with it. And then uh, the para game, it improved a little bit, but then um, I think it, it actually was when Cameron Murray scored a try, uh, Renault put me through, and then I'd pass back on the inside and I'd copped a shot after I'd passed the ball and my whole left, um, you know, my adductor tore and my lower conjoint tendon, which is sort of your lower ab, my, that tore as well. Shit. Um, so then uh, I remember... I, I was filthy and uh, I couldn't play the next week against Penrith. So. Must have been devastating. And chaps, we we missed Campbell in that game, didn't we? Oh, we did. We missed your your carries coming out of yardage, that's for sure. In that, that Penrith game, it's sort of where we got killed a little bit there, um, field position wise. But yeah, we watched the captains run, and you, you sort of it's only about well, 15, 20 minutes into it, you, you come off clutching, clutching at the groin there, and went up under the tunnel, mate. And we're all we're all very disappointed to see you. To get injured like that, mate, not take part in that uh, massive game. So you're good now, but mate, is it are you 100? Yeah, I had um I had groin surgery in the off season. Um, you know, got it all patched up, and um, you know, I did my rehab throughout the off season, and then into the preseason, and yeah, I'm fit, ready to go. So, yeah. so you're still only 21 years old. You're a young man. So can you let us know how long you contracted at South, and if you'd like to spend your entire career in red and green? Um, of course you would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's a silly question. <laughs> that's not really. I'd like to hear, hear what you think about that. No, nah, I wouldn't. I don't see myself going anywhere else. This is a club I want to play at, and um, you know, you see blokes like Sato who you know played over 300 games for the club. That's that's the goal, you know. And hopefully, I can do it. You know, obviously, that depends on you know performance and all that kind of thing and um, longevity. Um, like there's blokes there as well, like Cameron Murray, who um, you know I'm sure will have a long stay at the club. Uh, I re-signed last year until the end of 2024. Cool. Yeah. Mate, I heard a, an interview, Campbell, uh, a couple of weeks ago with Ello. Through COVID, you took up surfing. Uh, is that still part of your hobby? Absolutely. Uh, I was out yesterday. I got you know heaps burnt. I'm real red right now. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've been surfing a fair bit lately, actually. Um, I saw Sato out there Um uh, on I think last week I saw him out there right before he left for Melbourne um, and he, he invited me out for a few more so I might have to take him up on that But um, You weren't up north then were you? I ended up there, yeah, I drifted up there I was a bit <laughs> nervous until I saw Sato out there sort of made me a bit more comfortable but um, yeah I, I try to stay down the south as much as I can Well our man Chaps, he's the president of the board riders Chaps, is Campbell allowed up north then? <laughs> oh, he, he's welcome down there anytime, he knows that <laughs> You need You've been, you been cracking any waves lately, mate? Yeah, um, I was out yesterday. I was all right. It was pretty good. Um, I've been getting better slowly. I'm starting to, you know, cut across and all that kind of thing. I can't. I got a massive six ten board, so it's. Um, I was going to say you need a long board. Yeah, it's pretty long, <laughs> but um, no, it's definitely cool. something that I'm going to stick out and um, stick out through the winter. It's good to have a hobby. Um, you know, we yep. get a few days off throughout the year. So yeah. I said to the chaps the other day, if 
I ever wanted to do one thing, it would be surfing. It just looks so much fun. You're out there just amongst it on your own. All you're worried about is that next wave. I couldn't do it because of the Noah's Arks. <laughs> the sharks scare me, mate. You'd have to be unlucky, Brownie. I don't know. Well, tell them about your story, chaps. <laughs> the one who, oh, when you nearly got eaten by a shark. We've already oh, said that on yeah, the show. I, <laughs> I was surfing out Voodoo last year and, yeah, a monster, like maybe three and a half, four metre, went, went underneath me and just sort of veered off. Don't tell me and, that. Uh, yeah, mate, I, uh, <laughs> took me a while to, to get over that one. Yeah. I'll tell you. Any plans after footy? Have you got... Um, yeah, I don't really have any plans after footy, to be honest, mate. Um, you know, hopefully my career is, you know, long and, um, you know, healthy, but you never know. So um, I, I want to start studying, though, this year. Um, you know, I've, I've been in contact with, um, you know, the um, welfare manager, Jan, at the club, and she's keen for me to start something. And there's a um, course that I've, I've lined up and I want to start. It's around uh, welfare and uh, help, um, sorry, well-being and, um, you know, um, so yeah, I want to I want to look into doing some studies. So it sort of set me up after footy. But again, I don't really know you know what that could be. So well, it's um, a long way away, I suppose. Too you know, like 10, 10, 15 years time. You know, maybe that's a better question for people that are you know, a bit comes around quick. Maybe look at yeah. us. Where Wolf is doing a podcast. Well, mate, as long as, you, as long as you come back and talk to us on the podcast, we'll be happy. Oh, anytime. So, mate, how are we going to beat Manly on Saturday? Um, I think you know not really can't really worry about Manly, it's just more about us, um, you know, we've been training really well and, you know, I think you saw glimpses of that in the Charity Shield and again glimpses of it, um, you know, on, on Thursday, but it's just about, you know, doing it for, you know, from the start of the game, um, you know, it's probably going to be a defensive focus this week to be honest, you know, we know our attacks there and we know we can put the shape on it, but it comes off the back of our defence and completing sets, uh, you know, I don't think people realise how important completing sets is in the NRL, it's, um, you know, it can definitely probably is the um, you know the number one thing is getting through your sets and not giving the ball over and um, you know. Well, the completion rate was down against the Storm, and that that's not good enough to win football games, is it? Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. Mm. Well, mate, thanks for joining us on this Sunday mo- miserable Sunday morning. That's all right, mate. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Thanks, Campbell. Thanks, Campbell. Legend, mate. No worries. So, how good was that, young Campbell? Fine young gentleman, and gave us his time on a Sunday morning. And it was a good chat. Yeah, he's a legend, uh, Campbell. What a, what a nice fellow, eh, boys? Um, apologies to any of the listeners out there. I had a, I had a big tractor go past, and, and I started backing into his property, this bloke. So I'm up in the middle of nowhere. And then he's, he's, he's asking me, what are you, can I help you, mate? What are you doing on my property? <laughs> so then I was taken off the other way up the road, and then his dog started chasing me and barking after me. So <laughs> apologies for that. I did apologies hear. for that, listeners. The great little right. guard dog. Yeah, I did hear a bit of that, but uh, I don't think it took away too much from the interview. Maybe just added a bit of character in the background there, a, bit, a little bit of noise, but the rain's easing a little bit now too, so hopefully we get some get through the rest of this show. What a lovely young bloke, mate. Um, I, I mean, I'm all the listeners out there would love to see him play 10, 15 years for the Mighty Rabbitohs in the centres, and I, I reckon he'll clock up a couple of hundred grains by the time this bloke hangs them up, boys. Yeah, a local junior and... Had a couple of good coaches along the way. Yes, and he did. Uh, the great, the great Nat Wood and, and Will Sow got a couple of good characters. But chaps, yeah. you've got a few similarities. What you said with Campbell. Well, we're both um, South juniors. We're both Mad South fans. We surf. We both surf, and we both went to Marshall College Randwick, boys. So yeah, and you... I didn't play first grade though, or score any tries. I didn't score uh, ten tries in seven games at the back end of last year either. But 
That's all right. We'll move on. And you're five foot two, and he's six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I come up with his armpit probably, but that's yeah. all right. And you, and you both understand the Roosters' rivalry very well. Oh, and doesn't he understand it? He, he, he pretty much described it as one of the best games of his life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. And you're both legends too. Oh, I don't oh. know about that. He's, oh. he's definitely one. Nah, no, you, you are, sure. mate. You you're are. a champion. You're Japs. the fan favourite, Japs. We love you here on the show, and we're glad you're joining us all the way from Boomerang Beach. Boomerang, the beautiful part of the world, too, up there. Foster, it's magnificent. Dolphins swimming around in the oh. water and fresh oysters. And if you're going to visit anywhere up the coast, Foster's pencil that in, and you can book through What If as well. Just yeah. throwing a little plug in there for our. It, it's Aussie sponsor. for travel. It's Aussie for travel. Geez, I bet you're missing work. Oh, missing like a hole in the head, mate. But um, now we had, we had an unbelievable storm up here. This 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 crazy storm cell just came straight up over the beach there. We had hail the size of fifty cent pieces. Smashed all the cars, ripped trees out of the ground. Gee. Even one of the bush turkeys was killed by the hail and everything. It was just madness. So there was there was half a foot or probably probably a, a foot or two of water along along all the surface of the road. There's flash flooding. It was it was wild. Mm. One of the wildest storms I've ever been involved in. Mm. Yeah. It was definitely it was power for three hours. We got the same down here, chaps. Anyway, we'll chuff off to a break here on Rabbitohs Radio podcast. Rabbitohs Radio is brought to you by Export Freight Systems. We support Aussie manufacturers. NG Farrah Real Estate. Our greatest reward is our role in helping you realise your real estate dreams. We're open for business at the Juniors Group of Clubs. The Juniors Kingsford, the Juniors Maroubra, and the Juniors Malabar. This is Remembering a Rabbitoh, brought to you by Export Freight Systems, with thanks to South historian Brad Ryder. Japs, who we got this week? Ernest Alfred Hamilton, Rabbitoh player number 357. Born on the 12th of June, 1927. Died 4th of July, 1991. Ernie was a slim but fast-striking hooker who played his junior football for Cleveland Street and Lariston United in the South Junior League. Boys, have you ever heard of this Lariston? I've never heard of it. No, I haven't. I uh, I asked my dad, who's been around for a lot longer than what we have, um, about both them clubs. He does remember the Cleveland Street Club. They were one of the first junior league clubs to play in the South Juniors. But is that right? Cleveland was one of the first ones. That's what he indicated to me. And Lauriston yeah, okay. United, he'd never heard of. So, maybe? Yeah, well, we haven't heard of it either. And we'll have to do a bit of investigating. Maybe any listeners out there who have heard of Lauriston United, perhaps some of the guys on the Chelsea Old Boys Facebook page that we, we are members of, or anyone else who can enlighten us on Lauriston, that'd be good. We might ask our man Keith McCall. Keith, he might know. Yeah. Or maybe the great Henry Morris. Yes. H. The mighty H. He's been around a long time. He'd be all over it, H. Anyway, Ernie progressed through the grades pretty quickly at the Rabbitohs and ended up making his debut in 1947, boys. He went on to play in seven straight grand finals for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs between 49 and 55, winning five titles. Wow. I don't know how many people can boast that, playing seven straight grand finals for this Well, time. probably only a couple from the Dragons that... Era that the Dragons won and mm, they proven or eleven in a row, mm. yeah. So maybe maybe one of them, but what a great effort! I think it was a couple in the twenties where we where we sort of went through a fair period there too. Mm. 
But that magic era yeah. through the 50s, it's, we've spoken about it a few times, but it's, and Ernie was part of that. Yeah. And off the back of all that, he played plenty of rep footy boys representing Sydney, New South Wales, and Australia. And he played in a test match in 1961 against the French, and they won that game too, boys. Now, in an 11-year career, he played 157 first-grade games for the Molly South Sydney Rabbitohs. And now, after his retirement, a few years later, he, he jumped on board and became a selector of the Rabbits from 63 through to 66, where he, they've credited him with sort of starting that great era in the late 60s because he was part of that selection process and all that. And he went on to be a selector for New South Wales and eventually becoming chairman of selectors for the Australian Kangaroos side from 74 right through to 88, boys. And you know what? They never lost a series while he was um, chairman of selectors. Not only did he deliver on the field, he was delivering off the field in his selecting capabilities and... That wouldn't have been an easy job to to pick the right teams to go on and be undefeated for so many years, 14 years by the looks of it, chaps. Mm. Well, he was a lot more successful than um, our man from Export Freight Systems, Ian McLucius, by the sound of it, in the, <laughs> in the 16th season. That's only done. Anyway, he became a life member of the Rabbitohs in 1962, and he was also made life member of the New South Wales Rugby League, and in the same year, he was bestowed the honour of Order of Australia for his services to rugby league. So, oh, that's huge. That's great. OAM medal to boot, boys. So I don't. There's not much, not much this bloke didn't achieve. No services to rugby league. So that's the highest honour for our great game. So what a bloke he was. What a legend. A South Sydney legend and a rugby league legend. An icon of sport, just like we talked about Ray Warren. So is the great Ernie Hamilton. The one thing we won't hold against him, he overlooked Mavo's selection in 987 in that boom rookie year to play for Australia, <laughs> but, but we'll let you get away with that one, Ernie. We've had some great hookers in the club too, Mavo, George and, and Mario and Ernie. So, well, is that Luke, Sean Garley? Yeah. He's going to be a guest at the South Juniors this week, possibly, boys, is that right? Yeah, that's right. We've been speaking to Garley when he might be able to find some time to come up and present for us on the stage. But, yeah, I was going to say, Brownie, you said... We've had some great hookers, George Piggins, the great Mario Fennick, but Ernie Hammerton, with his record of five premierships, is right up there with the very, very best to ever pull on a hooker's jersey for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. He probably doesn't get spoken about enough. That's right, and we're glad we've highlighted him here on this segment. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Let's get on to preview the Manly game. How do you see it, Mover? Well, it's 5.30 at Brookvale Oval, and we've mentioned we'll be up the Henry Morris Park, the juniors, presenting a show, but if you're going out there, Joe's already told us, you get to see two games. You get the New South Wales Cup, which will be really interesting to see some of those stars running around. And you know what the juniors is? It's a home away from home. So it's Sunday morning. They haven't picked the teams yet. I think... Maybe there's some talk that Jai Arrow may force his way into a starting role. We don't know whether Thomas Burgess is going to play. So how do you see it, boys? Yeah, boys, I mean, it's probably not a great time to get Manly because I'm sure Desi will be getting right up on this week after popping a flogging at the SCG yesterday. But but in saying that, I, I think where the Roosters exploded, I think we'll be able to do um, the exact same thing there down Camel Graham's wing and, and possibly Josh Mansfield might. He replaced by Jackson Paula. It sounds like he had a half-season game there in reserve grade. So there's a bit of a selection headache there for the coaching staff. But 
Yeah, I reckon we can get them out on those edges, boys, Manly, and uh, put put a decent score on them, a bit like the Chooks. Yeah, definitely, Chaps. You're 100% right. I watched that game yesterday and I spoke, and we spoke to Campbell about it. The Roosters had a lot of success down the edges. I mean, Brett Morris scored three tries. It just shows you how much luck they had going down that side. And, and Tedesco was on fire. But, yeah, look, they looked a bit ordinary manly. Uh, they definitely missed their go forward with Adam Fanua Blake. And I think if we're on song, just improve in a couple of little areas from last week, mainly our ball control, I think we should do a job on them as well. I suspect that they'll stick with Josh Mansell because we just mentioned... I don't think he'll make many changes. No, I don't think he will. They mentioned that Jackson's had a head knock, so he might even have to have the week off. Yeah. But we all know that Josh is a great player. The source is the source. And he... It wasn't at his best against the Storm, but not every lot of our team weren't. Well, it wasn't our best performance. So I think he'll bounce back, and I think he'll keep his spot yeah, and have a big game against Manly on down the edges. Maybe run in a try or two if you want to chuck him in for your any try scorer. You heard it here first, but yeah. Also, there's a few people saying Jacob Host might go back to the bench. I'd like to see Keon start. I've no, I make no secret of that. I'd well, like to see him play more minutes because what he brings to this team, the, the hulking. Mascot Junior Brownie that you've coached, yeah, I think he could start in the team and. Oh, look, without a doubt, he, he proved his worthiness in terms of starting. But if you listen to Wayne Bennett, I don't think he'll. Wayne Bennett's not a, a coach that makes a lot of changes after a loss. Mm-hmm. He did talk about his bench and he was very happy with the way the bench played. But he did indicate that when the bench players come on, mm. you know the Melbourne damage had already been done. So the bench players, there was a little bit of room there for the bench players to make an impact. Chaps, if Thomas Burgess is fit to play and and Liam Knight's fit to play, who do we leave out? Well, I mean, I suppose they didn't use um, the GOAT very long minutes. I think he only, only played really short minutes. Maybe he, he comes under scrutiny there for Liam Knight coming back in a very aggressive forward if you're playing against his former club. I know Wayne likes to, to, to have players playing against the former club. They, they seem to get up for it nice and easy, but does Liam no idea have to play game reserve grade? Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Does does uh, Liam walk straight back into the side? That's yeah, it's an interesting decision to make, and that's Jay, a, and it's a good one to to have. It is, especially at a club, you you want that depth, mm. and we've got that now. We've still got a couple of players on the injury list, but Liam is expected to be fit, ready for selection this week. Mm. And, and another one, Jaden Stewart didn't play many minutes in that game either. I think. He didn't have any trial form. He didn't play any of the trial games. He's come in with a suspect elbow injury. So you're looking at guys like that will, will be better for the run. So possibly Liam might have to play a reserve great game just to get some timing and, and stuff back, back um, into his game, boys. So I think we'll bounce back. Let's go to some predictions. I'll throw to you boys first. Yeah, well, look, I think, I think we'll be like the Roosters. Manly look very ordinary. We heard Campbell before they're going to concentrate on their defence, so I don't think they'll be scoring many tries, the Manly Sea Eagles. I think they only scored one against the Roosters last week. Hopefully that's the case again next week against us, and I think we will win 13-plus. Can you rephrase that, that we'll be like the Roosters? Because we will never be like the Roosters. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we will do a job on Manly like the Roosters did on Manly. There you go. There we go. Chaps, what do you got? Yeah, yeah um, I'm, 
along the same lines. I'm I'm thinking we might hit 50 this week, boys. We'll be coming back with a vengeance. I'm saying 52 points to 10, boys. A real touch-up over there at Booker. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to agree that we're going to win. I'm going to be a bit more realistic and say 24 points to 12. 1 to 12, because Manly will bounce back. And at home at Brookie, different story. So, yeah, look for them to bounce back, but we'll we'll get the job done over there. When so, are you home, traps? I'm um, coming home tomorrow morning. I've got to pick the dog up out there on the highway. This just, just had to get the dog minded because Bob, Bob Chat, the late Bob Chat, used to mind our dog when we went away, but he passed away. So, yeah, to get him a bit of a dog boarding house and I'll go pick up the dog and I'm shooting back. I'm on afternoon shift tomorrow. I'll 2 p.m., boys. Okay. Well, well, let's hope this rain eases for the drive home because at the moment it's absolutely teeming down on the, on the roof. But anyway, we'll try and uh, minimize that noise if we can in the audio. But it's been a big show. Thanks for joining us all the way from up there, chaps, and we'll let Maroon take us away. Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel.